Welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And today we have a very special interview for you. I'm so excited to have her here. Um, she is the author of a new book, Feminasty, The Complicated Woman's Guide to Surviving the Patriarchy Without Drinking Herself to Death. And she's the co-host of one of my very favorite podcast, Throwing Shade. Please welcome Erin Gibson. Hi, thanks for having yes. me. Thank you so, so much stoked. for coming. Yeah. yeah. This when, is so exciting. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm sure everyone talks about this, but I love the pink microphone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Pop filters. Just fun touches. We have our stop saying like sign. That's mm-hmm. good. It's, yeah. It, we need it. I feel like you and I are more of an uh I'm an, an uh, ummer. An ummer. Mm-hmm. I, I realize that you should just say nothing instead of saying um. Just take a beat. I can't do that. For whatever reason, I can't beat it out of myself. I will say that Obama is an uh, an ummer. Oh, well, and there you go. Is. And that gives me comfort <laughs> in my choice. <laughs> oh, so you guys missed <laughs> my pun. more like Obama. Yeah. You said take a beat and I said I can't beat it out of me. Wow. Oh. Brian, let's uh, go back. I'm sorry, it was yeah, please. almost <laughs> too slick <laughs> to recognize. <laughs> Mike, can you replay that part, please? <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so, Aaron, first of all, I don't think I've ever read a more like um, relatable title for a book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy to hear that because I. It was a definitely an, a long conversation with my publisher. Yeah. To get this title, yeah, the choice to have a full like three line title, but I vibe with it. Her okay. So let me tell you about this because titles are like the one of the hardest things about writing mm-hmm. a book. So I wanted to call it feminasty. Then I had to write. I wrote about 250 other titles mm-hmm. and then they came back to, I think we should call it feminasty. We did it internal. <laughs> we did an internal polling mm-hmm. and we think we should do that. But then they wanted me to explain it. And then I, the subtitle took me another almost 250 <laughs> subtitles to get to this. And I found it while I was in Ireland. I went to a bookstore mm-hmm. and they had all these like self-help books from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh, this this was a, a this isn't a direct thing mm-hmm. from any any of those books, but I saw how they were doing them, and I was like, oh, this is this is what I need to go for. Yeah, and the, I I was just about to that like made me think about the cover has a very like seventies second I, wave feminism yes. vibe. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you're gonna Mrs. Robinson me, but like in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> it's in like a positive you, way. I'm gonna assault you sexually with facts. With yeah, facts. that's good. I like that. And like, and you're gonna grow. For, like, I'm gonna grow from the relationship. It's gonna change me as a person. Anyway, <laughs> you will be different when you finish the book. Exactly. Now, exactly. whether or not you're gonna propose to your girlfriend who you actually love, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there, like the it, the path is laid out. Yes, it's your it's yours to take. So this mm-hmm. is your first book. Yeah, yeah. that's wow. so exciting. Yeah, it was really exciting to do. So did you start? Writing it before the election, after yes. the election. So it started before. Yeah, and I had to take a break, a short break, because Brian and I, my Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably not a good way to phase it. <laughs> Brian Safi, who is my co-host mm-hmm. and per- co-performing partner. That's not how you say it. But let's just say that's how you <laughs> yeah. say it. He and I got a TV show and so for one season and so I had to take a break during that. Mm-hmm. So essentially when I came back to writing the book, I had to go research it all over again mm-hmm. because especially the abortion facts mm-hmm. had radically changed. Yeah. Because once the Republicans got control of the lawmaking abilities, what had been happening on a state by state level, which was these things called trap laws, which mm-hmm. are targeted restriction of abortion provider laws, essentially which 
do exactly what they say. They trap women into a position where they can't exercise their guarantee to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. Those were happening on a state-by-state level, and I was following those on the podcast, but now that we had federal ding-dong dummy monsters (laughs) in charge, they were going to start... Who are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Not Jeff Sessions. No, he's fine. He's he's my my favorite um, avatar from the South. (laughs) (laughs) I do not recall. Foghorn Leghorn in government. I know. And now he's... He couldn't even... He couldn't even like I felt like he was trying to be so evil that like Trump would not be mad at him anymore. Yeah. And like he couldn't even I would feel bad it. for him if he wasn't so terrible. Like but, he quit his job to take a new job and then they fired him. Like that always sucks when that happens. But he had to be evil. But he, he had well then, but then there's that suspicious thing suspicious thing of did he recuse himself because he knew something that could send him to jail if he did? Yeah. Didn't? I mean, I do think he was I mean, Jeff Sessions cares about Jeff Sessions Number and one. the South. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's and Jeff Sessions, the South, then maybe Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's high on the list, but still. He's too self-involved to get himself put in federal jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, we'll see what he does now. Yeah. Right? I can't wait I to can't see wait. how he platforms himself. Yeah. He's gonna, I don't think he'll write a book. I do wonder if he, I don't think he'll do punditry. I don't, I mean, I don't think he'll go on CNN. I, do you I, think? I can see him being like a bad Southern professor. I saw Rick Santorum doing the, election result roundtable on CNN and I thought I was going to have to throw him on there. I feel like he's recently come back and I'm like, I thought we all made a decision or about him. Have you seen, like, have you seen Jason Chaffetz on Fox news? He I can't see Jason so Chaffetz. stupid. He's like, he's like, he can't speak probably just like me. Right now. <laughs> um, so you know what the trick is yeah. to sounding like you're the authority on TV. Uh huh. You repeat things in different ways, mm-hmm. but you say nothing new. Mm-hmm. You just re- repeat the Chiron, the Chiron or whatever. Right. Yes. So then, so for example, I could say one of the cool things about being on TV is that it's really important to take one fact and then regurgitate mm-hmm. it in a way so it sounds different. Mm-hmm. So essentially what you do is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then you keep doing that. And everyone's like, this lady. Yeah. You know what she's talking about. Really well informed. Smart. Okay. Um, so another thing we wanted to ask you. So you wrote the book. You started writing it before... The election. You yes. have to take a pause. All of recalibrate <laughs> my entire life. <laughs> Readjust, as I think many of us did, just in our personal and professional lives. Uh, what my question for you is: on these days where, like, you get like a horrible piece of news, which is weekly, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some sort of insane thing. What's your like? Do you have like a go-to self-care thing that you do? That's like, okay, I just read something horrible on Twitter. What am I going to do right now? <laughs> okay. I think there's a two part dealing with tragic, tragic news day mm-hmm. tips. Number yeah. one, you have to look at people who are doing good things. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers style. Look at the helpers. Yes. And see, go on, uh, go on Ilhan Omar's tw- Twitter account and see what she's screaming about and go, yeah. okay, we have somebody in power who's going to do things and fight for me. And so I can just take a brain second off. And the number two is, and this isn't really something you, well, no, you can do this in New York. Turn your fucking phone off. Mm-hmm. Go walk in the park, go to a library, go read. I love magazines still. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to sunset magazine, architectural digest, like fully 65 year old Mm -hmm. ant magazine (laughs) los angeles magazine new york magazine and i just look 
Well, New York Magazine isn't really good because there are politics yeah. in there, but El- Los Angeles Magazine's like, please, there's never politics <laughs> in it at all. It'll be like, why did this sign exist? Why does the foot lo- sign exist on Sunset Boulevard? And I'll think, wow, this is a good <laughs> use of my time. <laughs> Pictures, Pinterest. I go on Pinterest and I look mm-hmm. up bathroom remodeling. Whatever nonsense. Chef's table. I do love chef's table. I, I like like a cooking anything like that but I don't know who lived in my apartment before me but they get cooking light the magazine and now I receive it and it's not a great magazine no, but, but it's great but like sometimes the recipes assume that you have a lot of items that you didn't know mm-hmm. a julienne yeah. yeah yeah exactly I'm just like oh okay like I definitely don't have any of this or I don't understand I've never heard of this fruit in my life <laughs> never seen it but I appreciate the effort I really enjoy food 52 which is a website mm-hmm. that sells kitchen stuff and also has really good recipes and easy recipes and the site is so beautiful oh, I and I just wow. drown in it I didn't really used to be a cook at all and I just found how I found how meditative it is that's happened for me this year mm-hmm. too that's my big thing is I've started cooking just because that's like really nice and how great is it great is it if you're like how great is it if you think I'm going to make a huge dish that's not even something I can eat, nor do I want to have it for leftovers for six days. So I'm going to invite four friends over. We're going to have a nice dinner at home. That's really good. We're going to drink a bunch of wine. We're going to laugh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's a good self-care thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, invite your friends over, like plan something. And tell them like we're not talking politics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the only thing we have to bring over your favorite new music that you like Mm -hmm. or favorite book that you're excited about. And let's just share culture in a way that we're not doing yeah. We're doing none of that now. Yeah. Well, I feel like when I, because I talk politics every day, the second that I'm not doing it, I just, the second I'm like out of work, I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm just like, please don't ask me my opinion about anything. <laughs> like, oh, well, I, I'm married. So yeah. it happens. You have to put boundaries up yeah. when you are living with another person, mm-hmm. whether it's your roommate yeah. or anybody, another human yeah. being. It does connect us, but you can't have that connection all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to rehash what. I already read on the news that yeah. you're now reading on the news. Yeah. 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 I had lunch so, with a friend recently and we, we are both like very political people who talk about politics all the time. And like anytime something political would come up, we'd be like, you can, you have 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would just like time it and be like, and now we're moving on to another yeah. topic. Like it would come up and we would be like, you can say it, but like then we're moving on. You know what else I think? Because it's a lot of rehashing, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's any focus on what we can do. And that's where the anxiety comes from. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just saying, did you see that Jeff Sessions is out? Then that can feel like we're just. Yeah. Unless in you're informing someone wheel. something, then it's inappropriate to talk about because, like, we obviously feel the same way. Yeah. We wouldn't be hanging out right now if we did it. <laughs> well, one of the things that I wanted to start doing when I repost things on Instagram is, and this, I just started doing this with the shooting that happened in Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. this week is here's what happened this is very sad i'm super fucking mad about it and you need to follow drain the nra and moms demand action Mm -hmm. if you are just as mad as i am because they have action items that we can do to make sure that we're all participating in this and not just wallowing in the sadness and thinking we can't do anything about it Mm -hmm. yeah that is kind of similar to um we had um people from voices for on adam eli and Vinny amendelaire that's correct right? yeah. i'm like i'm like i know that it's Vinny's long, last name is gonna name. take a yeah. moment for me uh but voices for is like an lgbtqia advocation uh, advocacy group and when they were on the podcast they were talking about how they only post things online that have like 
when they're posting, they only post like things with a positive call to action at the end, like with something that also is like, Mm -hmm. this is happening and here's what we're doing and here's like something positive that can be done about Mm -hmm. what's happening. It's really the only way to make things move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just echo chamber. Yeah. I also don't want to ever come across as like, complaining you know <laughs> like because it, like, it can get to that point when it's just when you're regurgitating the same things it's like oh they lied and now they're saying that they didn't lie oh they're liars like it's obviously very frustrating but if you just keep saying it over and over again it that nothing happens nothing happens yeah. and it just it's really hard on your own psyche yeah and at yeah. the end of the day you feel like you haven't done anything you've only mm-hmm. just riled yourself up yeah so did you find that like in writing the book you were able to kind of get some of those feelings out like in the in the book world like was that how was that process well it's been a really interesting publishing cycle because a lot of other fantastic books came out mm-hmm. about using feminism to an, enact change and they're all wildly different yeah um, it's almost like women are different. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> but it makes me so happy to see like my book on on the shelf with um you know, Pantsuit Nation people books mm-hmm. and uh, Women's March books. And mm-hmm. it's really exciting. I think it is cathartic for women to talk about things. I'm also, what's interesting about it is that there is a definitely a generational divide between mm-hmm. how women now, I think millennials, I would say Gen Xers and younger, mm-hmm. handle talking about trauma and handle talking about things that are very uncomfortable versus older women. Yeah. So, for example, I had a friend whose mom got mad at her because she posted about her period on Instagram mm-hmm. and said that she, it was embarrassing. Why did, would she talk about that? And clearly to us, we think, well, that's how the stigma starts. Mm-hmm. You're creating this stigma around it when it should be no big deal. And the more we talk about it, the more informed we get, the more powerful we get over our own bodies and and, and more control we can have. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the divide between how everybody processes that information i personally have a confessional nature i want to get things out whether whether or not they're hard to talk about i mean i have a whole chapter about how i got herpes that's not something that people talk about yeah and how i was lied to by a person who didn't wasn't being responsible sex partner Mm -hmm. But that happens yeah. to people. Oh, you don't understand. That happened to me, but not with herpes. It was the the clap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Someone, I had sex with someone who I'd been having sex with for like six months. We were like kind of together. And then the first time we didn't use protection. And then like two days later, he broke up with me. And then a week later, I burned when I peed. And did you call this person out on it? I did like, and he never really like responded. Oh my God. And then I saw never him in Fire was- Island over the summer and he like came <laughs> up course. to me and he's like, hey. And I'm like, I want to fucking punch you in the face right <laughs> like, now. That oh my god that and then i cried on the subway for like two weeks because i was like 20 years old yeah (laughs) of course and you think and like obviously the statistics about stds aren't something that people share all the time there are tons of people with stds in this country there are tons of people lying about it Mm -hmm. and and unfortunately for women we are more susceptible to them because not to brag but we have thinner genital skin (laughs) (laughs) my genital skin is so thin so thin thin. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god my genital skin is so skinny (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's like actually coming down the pipeline is something that like will happen women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely but yeah the more more people we talk about stuff like this like even right now people will feel less ashamed well the, and the dms my dms are open on instagram for mm-hmm. this very reason because i get 
messages from women who say, this happened to me. I actually haven't been dating since it happened to me. Thanks for writing this because now I feel like I can go out there and have a healthy sexual relationship yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and, and it kind of does, it's interesting like that generational gap you were talking about because I feel like with the older generation sometimes, they have this very, and, and you've seen it kind of with like Me Too stuff, this kind of idea of like, you, shit happens and deal you deal with it. with it and like you go to work and you get your shit done and if you're complaining then you're not like you're not like playing ball with the boys which is what we you're had being to do. divisive in a way yeah mm. and and but, i get that that's like a defense mechanism they developed well to, no one was listening to them yeah exactly so it's like why i mean there was no recourse for like a woman to complain or say anything about anything that was happening to her then so of course you developed that we wall. couldn't have credit cards till the late 70s that's so crazy yeah that's nuts crazy and now I love my credit cards. Yeah. I got the Venmo card. So much credit. <laughs> that was smart. That yeah. was a smart move. Yeah, I honestly, I was like, I'm gonna get it. Well, speaking of, oh, that's an interesting segue into something that I've been working on. So I posted after Kavanaugh got nominated. I was like, I want to bankrupt the system. Yeah, I want yeah. everyone to suffer. And I started thinking about banks because I wanted to move my like the makeup chapter where i talk about how you shouldn't support the male run makeup industry mm -hmm. and bankrupt them i also don't want to give my money to all these monsters mm -hmm. so is there a female run bank well turns out there's not there's not one no and not one in america so i had women from investment banks reach out to me because oh, oh, I said, if you know of one, I want to move my money. If you don't, let's start one. Yeah. I had women from investment banks and uh, just community, uh, sorry, credit unions and all kinds of places saying, I'll help. Let me help wow, you do awesome. this. That would be really cool. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we're working on it. We're uh, working on it. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like going in my mind and I'm like, I know nothing about how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine it takes about a year. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of regulation, but now that Maxine Waters is in charge of That's banking true. regulation, yeah, wow. I feel like it's a great time. I have a name for the bank, but I don't know if it'll work, but Snatch I want bank. <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> you know what? It's better. I was going to call it Blasey Hill oh, after really sweet. Anita Hill and Dr. Ford, but I think Snatchbank would be a bit more catchy. Listen, I mean, Snatchbank for an app is fun. It's great. That's all I'm saying. That is fantastic. <laughs> I feel like it has to be that now. <laughs> um, okay. So before we... And let me just yeah. say one more thing on that. Yes. I don't have any banking in industry... I don't know no. what the, I don't know anything about banking. I simply was like, is there a way we can do this thing? And then other women came to me and said, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And that's how shit happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just put it out there. I'm not saying secret it because I don't believe in the secret, but mm -hmm. I, more about like <laughs> talking and sharing your ideas and talking and sharing about what you want to see be different in the world because of social media, we can make this happen. We can make these changes happen. Yeah. I, wow. I agree. 100 percent <laughs> uh so the one thing i wanted to ask you before we wrap up obviously uh we're recording this the week after the midterms how how are you feeling medium <laughs> yeah. yeah i, I all the feelings at once mm -hmm. yeah super happy our congress is going to be so full of amazing women yeah. and people of color and young women who are new to politics mm -hmm. Here's my thing that I want to say about the women who are going to the House of Representatives. There is a thing, there is a 
construct, I guess, like the glass ceiling called the glass cliff. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I've heard of this. And I think maybe from your podcast. (laughs) Okay, so the glass cliff, like the glass ceiling, is regarding women in the workforce. And essentially what will happen is there'll be a a line of male CEOs who don't do the right thing, run a company into the ground, and then they'll go, okay, lady, it's your turn. Step up to the plate. She obviously can't fix all all of the damage that these guys have created and so that she gets fired and then they think well this is why we don't hire women yeah mm-hmm. this is exactly what's hap- going to happen to these women going to the house of representatives we need to be patient with them we need to support them they will make mistakes we have to be there for them saying it's okay keep stumbling because of the way that people look at women and what women are expected to do which is to be flawless clean up the mess do everything right blah 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 mm-hmm. we can't we have to make sure that this glass cliff situation doesn't happen to yeah. these women in the house of representatives yeah because they're gonna learn like a lot of them are first-time candidates first-time politicians who are gonna have to like take a little time to learn this like extremely complicated system yeah Yeah, like it's it's complicated and i do i've thought the same thing where it's like what if i mean i feel like we saw it with alexandria ocasio-cortez a little bit like as soon as she beat joe crowley anytime she made a mistake in an interview whatever people were like look she's an idiot blah 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 and it's like no she literally was a bartender as of like four months ago so she's like learning on her feet a little bit here and everyone would give a guy more slack than yeah. they will a woman even other women will do it sometimes they've it's been in- like jerking off under their desks <laughs> like, like, do you know do you know oh hold on let me see which president it was who was the president who um who was the president after who took after jfk why can't oh Johnson. J- lbj yeah. yeah he used to pull his dick out during meetings to to especially like a whatever dom exert dominance Jesus. have you heard this no <laughs> You've heard the you've I, heard the inseam. I know thing. that yeah. I heard yeah. the inseam thing, and I heard that he like took a shit in front of someone once. It, he was like coming like to one of the cabinet members. He was like come in here, and then like was shitting. He's a monster. He was a full monkey monster. That's <laughs> psychotic. That's psychotic. To like, whip your dick out. Yeah, and I I I mean he also I think had a Fanta or Shasta button on his desk. So or or they installed taps in the White House so he could have soda at all times. Well, that sounds pretty great. Trump has that. Yeah, that's what nice. Doesn't he have a Diet have a, Coke button? Yeah. Is it diet? No, he lo- he does Coke. love Diet Coke. Yeah, he that's, drinks that, multiple cans a day. Uh, how do you feel? I, I'm asking a follow-up question about the House. How do you feel about Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House? It's, I, I have, like, personally, I have, like, conflicting feelings. I think she's brilliant and smart. Um, but I do worry about, like, people's perspective of her. She gets villainized much like Hillary Clinton for yeah. being able to play the game. Yeah. yeah. She's a different generation of politician and she's kind of ruthless yeah and i like that about Mm -hmm. her that's why she's been in office for so long she raises a ton of money she does the job she does it really really ruthlessly and we need a bulldog like her in the white house in a position of power like that Mm -hmm. does she do the right thing all the time no i think in general the democratic party needs to wake up to their younger mm-hmm. yeah they're the people who are much younger who yeah. want to run for office but she just she could as far as i'm concerned she could stay as long as she wants yeah, I, I do feel like she's probably like she's like the most qualified to take this job at this exact yes, moment yeah. i would love to see her like mentoring some of our yeah. young ladies which i'm, I'm sure she'll do Perhaps i'm sure she will because she, she came in that first 
year of the, the woman. 90s, she got yeah. elected in like the ninety four. <clears throat> She's been through some shit. Yeah, yeah, she like was in that wave. So I would love to see her just like create like. I don't know, have like a big skirt and keep them all underneath it. Army. Them. Yeah. How great like would it be if we, we could have a woman who has that tone <laughs> and that sharpness who isn't being villainized for not yeah. being soft? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was like, really, I was volunteering at my polling place when I was like a kid. Which, by the way, how do you do it? Because I've tried to do it every year in Los Angeles. I never get a call or email back. I, I did it when I was like, literally a teenager and i think like it was like a senate race and i i grew up in like outside dc so everyone was very political right, and so they make it easier. Yeah, yeah exactly and i was handing out democratic sample ballots and this like random this like old man started yelling at me i'm a teenager and he called he was like oh we have little nancy pelosi over here and somebody ought to teach you a lesson and like crazy stuff and i think back on it all the time and i'm like wow like they were saying this shit about her then and also mm. i'm a teenager volunteering for the election like, it's like attacking fucking, a girl scout it yeah. really was i was like hello sir would you like a democratic sample ballot and he's like well, let me tell you and then i was just like oh these people are psychotic psychotic yeah now here's the thing i've noticed about dc just in the last year really because we go there every year for show for our show and um just for show <laughs> <laughs> i was at the gym working out this is the first time that this has happened to me and it was the most... First time ag- you worked out? Sorry. For, yeah. <laughs> My muscles are like jello. <laughs> I was on the elliptical machine watching... Uh, sorry, listening to my headphones and also reading my notes for the show. And this guy... Oh, oh, I know what happened. So they had this TV, but I couldn't plug in my headphones because I have the new that new jack, yeah. the Thunderbolt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they took the old quarter inch jack and so i went i did the thing where i like try to put it in realize it didn't work so then i put it in my phone and whatever then this guy interrupts me while he's on his uh on the um uh, you run on it treadmill, treadmill thank you <laughs> on the treadmill he's turns around backwards and he goes hey hey so i take my headphones off he goes the jack is under there and, and i said do you realize I didn't ask you for your help. Yeah. And I don't care. And also, it doesn't fucking fit. (laughs) I've actually fully assessed the situation on my own. But that was the first time someone had inserted themselves so boldly and so arrogantly in my space Mm -hmm. at a gym. And I I, want to attribute it to the fact that the dynamics of DC has changed. Yeah. And he felt emboldened to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. Also, there's there's a a terrible gay scene in DC. So. Really? Not good? No, it's just not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, it's almost like San Diego. It's like a company town. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's a very strange place. I mean, I have a couple friends who have moved there since like whatever growing up and then like I spent a couple summers interning there and it's just a bizarre place. (laughs) Like (laughs) there's just a lot of weird energy. It's a college town, but they're adults. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, uh, (laughs) so uh, Aaron, where can our listeners find you? Well, I have a website called feminacy.com. That's for the book. Throwingshade.com for tour dates for that. Mm -hmm. And then I have a very confusing Twitter handler handle. Gibblertron, it's my last name if I was a robot, mm-hmm. which is my Instagram and my Twitter. Oh, wow. That, that should be a lot of places to find me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And guys, get Feminasty. Yeah, yeah. I also do the audiobook. Oh, oh that's perfect. so fun. If so you want to hear impressions of 
Mike Pence. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, a place to do. go. I love an audiobook, especially a comedian's audiobook, and especially when they do it by themselves. I did it full, full theater. It is there's That's a amazing. lot of energy. It, it does not feel like someone reading a book. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, I love that. So, yeah. guys, get feminasty. Follow Aaron. Listen to Throwing Shade. Uh, we'll we'll see it. We'll be in your feeds later this week. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah um, until Thank the you end, so much for coming. Sorry. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. <laughs> and this is the Betches Up Podcast. Betches.